0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. We often treat minor aches and pains, sore throats and colds and other things with over-the-counter medication. And a lot of drugs that used to require a prescription are now available Over the counter. And uh, I think that's one reason that we often tend to treat them less seriously than something that we get in that little plastic bottle from the, you know, prescription from the doctor. Uh, because they're so easy to pick up. But just as prescription medication can sometimes have adverse side effects, the same holds true for over-the-counter medications. And that's why it's always a good idea to speak with your pharmacist about your symptoms and the best way to treat them. And also about everything that you're taking, not just that over-the-counter uh yeah anti-inflammatory for your arthritis or whatever it may be today i am here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association a rather new trusted contributor Teresa Diaz hi Teresa thanks so much for being here thank you very much so Teresa do you find that that people take it a lot less seriously because it is over the counter um yes they do and um
2: There's so many choices for so many things that it's better to be well-informed before you just pick one thing off the shelf. Um, The writing also is very small in some of the products. I was going to say. So uh, for people like me that need reading glasses and forget to take them to the store... Asking the pharmacist for help if you're not sure if the ingredients are right for you is a good idea.
1: Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out. Uh, Teresa is here to take your questions about interactions with over-the-counter medications. That's our topic for today. But really, any other uh, question you have about uh, pharmaceuticals, about medication that you're taking, about... Uh, about something you may have heard about, and those numbers to call are 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Teresa, my understanding is that um, it can almost be more dangerous with an over-the-counter, because if you're, you know, you talk about those little notes about what's actually in the drugs, and if you're taking one thing, it might have, you know, your daily dose of, I don't know... um ibuprofen but there might Mm -hmm. be a bunch of it in something else that you're taking for something else and you won't even know correct so
2: there's uh, you may be taking you may have a flu or something else that has several symptoms a runny nose a congestion, headache, aches and pains, and you take a Tylenol in the morning because you had a headache, and then you have time to go to the pharmacy, and now you want to buy something for your runny nose or your cough or something like that, And because there are so many combination products. uh, If you don't read the label, you are going to take the same ingredient many times over, because uh, some of the products contain acetaminophen, which was in your Tylenol, for example. And so you need to add everything you take throughout the day to make sure that you don't overdose on one specific ingredient. Or if you take two products, one for a cold and one for a flu, and you don't read the uh, small print and what the ingredients are, you may be doubling up on the same class. You take two decongestions from two different ingredients because you can tell what was in the bottle
1: yeah and uh, what can some of those side effects be from that so if
2: you take too much Tylenol the uh, you should if you take a sedaminophen you should uh, from several ingredients from several products you should add it up throughout the day and you should not exceed four thousand milligrams per day. The other one is ibuprofen it 's uh, in many products, single products combination products, so you have to uh, add it up. And if you take products with decongestants, too much of it can be, bad, can increase your blood pressure, can make you hyper, can make you uh, anxious. Um, if you take too many antihistamines, you may get drowsy. It might not be safe to drive after. It might not be advisable to go to work and fall asleep at your desk because you <laughs> took too many antihistamines
1: and things like that. Okay. Um, what about uh, medications that can interact with with alcohol? Are there any of those things that you should not take with alcohol? For instance, uh, my understanding is that that Tylenol uh, can really harm your liver. Uh, so, is it a bad idea to be drinking when you take Tylenol, or does does it what is what's the story?
2: Everything in moderation. So, if you take uh a recommended dose of Tylenol a day and don't go over the recommended dose and you are a moderate drinker, it's not a big deal. But if you are a heavy chronic alcohol drinker and you take a lot of Tylenol, now you have two risk factors for liver disease and that increases your risk of getting some liver problems. So if you don't have any... uh, any liver problems, you find to stick with a recommended dose. If you already have liver problems or you drink too much alcohol, don't take acetaminophen.
1: Okay, and you'd be better off with ibuprofen. Exactly.
2: But if you have an ulcer, you're not supposed to take ibuprofen. So when in doubt, ask the pharmacist.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually uh, was sick last week and through Monday, and my pharmacist helped me out, and one of the things, I had some stomach issues, and I don't know if I, I, normally I take an over-the-counter drug called Pepsid Complete, stopped working, and he gave me something else called Nexium. So, what was the difference between those two things? So, they both both are stomach medications, but they have uh, different
2: ingredients in them. So, they belong to the f- two different classes. So, Pepsid would be one class, and the uh, Nexium would be another class. Nexium was actually one of those products you said that used to be prescription only, and now it's available over the counter for a uh, short term. Therapy. So the box, it's probably 14 tablets, yep. and if it doesn't work, you should see the doctor after that. And I continue taking it over the counter.
1: Okay, and uh, can you take both those things together? You shouldn't. It's, yes. You probably don't need to. Yeah, one yep. or the other would be sufficient. Okay. Uh, We have to take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers out again. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Teresa Diaz, and we're talking about the interactions you can get with over-the-counter medication and how you have to take it seriously, even though it's, you know, easy to just pick up. But uh, she can answer all of your questions that have to do with the medication you're taking, with the doses, uh, with something you may have read about something new, all of those things, you um, you know, we're here waiting for a spring storm. It's spring. It's allergy season. So, a lot of people are probably doubling up on their antihistamines. Uh, there are different kinds of antihistamines. Uh, she's here for all of those questions. The numbers to call: 416 740 toll Toll-free: 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back.
0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome, welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor Teresa Diaz from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We've been talking about drug interactions, specifically uh, with over-the-counter drugs, but she's here to take your calls and your questions on anything pharmaceutical. The number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. It is. Finally, spring, it's allergy season, and uh, there are all kinds of allergy drugs uh, to choose from, including a new generation of drugs. Uh, Teresa was just reminding me of of the name of this pill that I actually found quite effective. called Arius. So... um There's a new generation of
2: antihistamines, it's not that new, it's been around for a few years but it's still called new because I guess it's the most recent one. And those tend to cause less drowsiness than the old generation which were the most commonly known to us is Benadryl and that tends to cause drowsiness to most people. And now we have three uh, of the new generation, second generation antihistamines available over the counter. They cause less drowsiness, but still some of them can cause more drowsiness than others. So, um, and also it comes um, as a plain antihistamine, and other come in combination with a uh, decongestant. And you have to be careful with that, because if you take a decongestant, it's a stimulant of sorts, and it may increase heart rate and blood pressure.
1: So So, if you have some kind of cardiovascular issues, uh, should you generally stay away from drugs that have decongestants? Exactly, because of the uh, risks of
2: uh, increased heart rate and blood pressure.
1: Uh By how much do you know? You shouldn't
2: take them. I know, but by how much would it increase your... It, it depends. It depends on how your, high your blood pressure already is, so it's impossible to say. So you can, you can uh, check with your doctor to see if your blood pressure is under control and your doctor is okay with you taking and decongestion, You can try it. Uh, if you need um, antihistamine with a decongestion property, the one I know of is the one you mentioned, Aries. Uh, it's uh, also available in generic. All of the antihistamines these days are available in brand name and generic. And this particular antihistamine, the ingredient is disloratadine and they claim that it also takes care of nasal congestion and runny nose and all the other allergy symptoms, itchy eyes and uh, teary eyes and all that and uh, you have two others that may work for you better than this one and it's a matter of trying it. So what are the two others? So the other one is loratidine which is brand name claritin and then we have cetirizine which is the reactant and all of these as I said are available alone or with a decongestion. If you're not sure which one is which please ask the pharmacist.
1: Okay. Yeah. And uh, remember, the decongestant uh, can increase your heart rate and and all of that. And um, uh, is there any rhyme or reason to why some of these work better for some people and others? I mean, is there any way you can figure it out without trying them?
2: Uh, If I could, I would uh, be rich by now. (laughs) Unfortunately, we haven't been able to figure out why some antihistamines are better than others for the same person. And even in uh, different years, I have uh, customers that come and say, oh, this worked for me so well last year, and this year I've tried it, and it's not doing anything. We don't know why. My recommendation is usually if you're very bad, try try one, start with one. Take it for six or seven days. If it doesn't, um, if it doesn't uh, cause any, re- give you any relief, try another one, and so
1: on and so on. Okay, trial and error.
2: Let's exactly. When you hit the right one for you, you stick with that for the rest of the season.
1: Okay. Let's uh, hear from Jean in Mississauga. Hello, Jean. Hello there. Uh, this isn't regarding any allergies or anything, but I wanted to ask a question about Vanica,
3: V-A-N-I-Q-A. It's a cream for um,
2: hair growth. Mm-hmm. And what and is the question?
1: I, I wanted to know if there is anything else I can get over the counter that would do the same work. Mm.
2: And where are you applying it, may I ask? On the
1: chin. I see. And I'm, I'm 82 and a female, and it's just bothering me so much. Mm. But for a very tiny tube, I have to pay $100. Wow. Is it's, it working? It's working, but I have to use it every day for, mm-hmm. I guess, forever. And it's only 30 grams. And it's not covered by a senior's plan. I'm sorry?
2: It's not covered by the senior's plan. No. I know.
1: Have you tried threading? Um, no, I haven't. That, at, that. at your esthetician? Uh, I mean, it's not a solution, but no. uh, uh, it's a lot cheaper than that and it take care of it you'll have to keep doing it but yeah
2: yes I, unfortunately i do not know of any product over the counter that would uh, replace that one oh okay well
1: thank you very much you're welcome thank thanks you. jean for that's, your call thank you bye-bye yeah that's a that's a big problem a lot of uh, things are expensive uh, if they're so-called optional
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as are i mean it's it's interesting you know a lot of drugs that were available on prescription where they would be paid for through a, blood, uh, a drug uh, plan or something. Over-the-counter, you know, they're expensive. That's right, and they're no longer covered. Okay, uh, let's go to Jennifer in Scarborough. Hi, Jennifer.
3: Hi, how are you? Fine,
1: how are you? I'm
3: fine, thank you. My, I have two questions, and one is about um, statin, Mm-hmm. My doctor gave it to me because my cholesterol is high, mm-hmm. but I find when I take it, I have like a nervous shaking mm. and like I jump in my sleep at night. Oh. So I, I was taking it for about three, two weeks and then I stopped taking it for about four, five days mm-hmm. and all that uh, reaction went away. Because I wanted to find out if it was that that was causing it. Because uh, it's the first time I ever take it. Mm-hmm. So after the four days, I was fine. I didn't have that shaking, neither mm-hmm. did I have that jumping in my sleep. So I t- started taking it again, mm-hmm. and I got the same reaction. Mm-hmm. So I told my doctor about it, and he took me off of it. Okay. The next question is about I don't know if it's about Pravex. Mm-hmm. I think it's, my doctor says it's a blood thinner. Mm-hmm. How long should one be on that? Because I've been on it for maybe about four years now.
2: What are you taking it for?
3: Well, a uh, couple of years ago, maybe about six, seven years ago, I had what he called a mini stroke. Mm-hmm. Because my my vision went black. Mm. I went to my specialist, my eye specialist, and he said it was, I went and did a, ma- um, Oh, MRI. Yeah. Okay. And the result came back that it was uh mini stroke.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So they put me on Plavix.
2: You might have to stay on it for quite a while for prevention so you don't get another stroke. Okay. But you have, because I don't know your particular um, health uh, story, you may have to ask your doctor for more. Um, certain answer but it's probably something is you're going to have to be on or something else similar to that to prevent another stroke okay and uh, you didn't ask me a question about the statin you want to ask me what you had in mind when you told me about the adverse effects
3: yes i just wanted to know um does that really happen to everybody or it varies
2: It varies. There are several adverse effects that have been reported by some people. There's a long list. Not everybody gets them all, and not everybody gets them to the same extent. And the other thing that sometimes happens is after you take it for a week or two, those adverse effects go away. Um, How long did you say you tried for? I I took it for about five weeks. Okay. If it if you're not comfortable with that one because of the adverse effects, and you need a statin, you can ask your doctor to give you a different one. And even though they are in the same uh, family, the same class, you may have different adverse effects.
3: Well, well, he he changed it, and now he put me on Crestor.
2: Okay, yeah. and is that better?
3: Well, I just started that okay. this week.
1: Okay, let's hope so. so. Okay. Well, that's and and yeah. Uh, thanks very much for your call, Jennifer. You're welcome. Bye bye, and thank you. Bye bye. Um, that's the other thing is that you know, generally speaking, if if one thing doesn't agree with you, uh, you can get something else that's similar, mm-hmm. and uh, that can be a very good way to go. It's interesting. I am about to do an interview, and we'll have a story in Zoomer Weekend Review because there's been a study locally done uh, that. People who can Google a lot of the side effects no effect. for statins tend to get more of those side effects. I'm sure it's true for other drugs as well. Uh, you know, we're all thinking about those crazy American commercials where they read all the side effects really, really fast. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it's amazing how the mind can influence this. To a great deal, yes, it does. And that's why some
2: of the uh, doctors don't want to, patients to know all the side effects because they think if they know, they're going to experience them all. It's one of those things. If you don't know what side effects you're expecting, if you get them, you may get scared. If you know too many of them, you may have them all even though you really don't. So it's, it's hard to
1: have a, the right way. Uh huh. Well, I mean, you have to disclose side effects. Exactly. That's a legal. That's right. Obligation and uh, yeah, but it's 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 really interesting. It is. It was a very interesting fact. Yeah. The, the study
2: um, found out that English-speaking uh, um, patients had more side effects than non-English-speaking. I guess because they were more available on the internet and the media, so they could read the side effects. And exactly. Then, and then they. Uh, seem to have more reported adverse effects than non-English speaking patients. It was a very interesting study. I don't know all the details, but I just heard about it this week as well. And it's the nocebo effect. It's
1: called the nocebo effect, which is kind of the opposite of the placebo effect, which is where you might be only taking a sugar pill, but, but you have a, a good effect. You're expecting a good result, so you get the good result. And with the nocebo, you're expecting a bad adverse reaction, and that's what you get. Interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. And uh, you know, yet another thing. You know, do you find that, that your patients want to know everything about the drug that they're taking? Some do, some don't.
2: I guess some of them know um, enough that if they know all about it, um, they're going to be influenced and start thinking, oh, I have this, oh, I have that. Some of them um, don't want to know about it. Some of them prefer to know. And I think to some extent, patients should be told uh, some of the adverse effects um, most commonly reported, which doesn't mean that everybody reports the same if there's a high percentage of having a stomach pain with that ibuprofen taken on an empty stomach, I would tell my patients, please eat before you take it to avoid the stomach pain. You may not get it, but a lot of people do, so it's better to prevent it than to have uh, eaten, uh, taken it without food, so that kind of thing. I think it helps. Some of the effects can be minimized
1: beforehand, so it's good to know what they are. Yeah, well, prevention uh, is, is always the best way mm-hmm. Okay, Teresa Diaz, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Remember, free for all Friday coming up tomorrow. We'll hear from you then. And right now we break for traffic and news.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.